This is one of the most requested uh, videos that I, uh, I've been asked to do on my YouTube channel, NGINX. Hey, Hussein, do a video on NGINX. Talk about NGINX. How NGINX is acting as a web server. How NGINX is acting as a proxy. How NGINX is acting as a layer 7 proxy or reverse proxy. How NGINX can act like a layer for proxy, which is something I found out recently, how Nginx can uh, enable HTTPS. Right? Obviously, it has support HTTPS as a TLS terminator, and uh, how Nginx supports TLS 1.3. How Nginx supports uh, enabling certain ciphers such as Diffie-Hellman and so much other stuff. SNI. How do you do SNI on Nginx? Right, server name indication. All that stuff, right? It took a while, but the video's here, and I think it's it's a it it is a great uh, addition to the podcast as well. I think you can listen to that thing. I barely do any tutorial here; it's just more of, most of the stuff I talk through things. So I think it uh, it is a it is a good addition to the podcast. So enjoy, guys. Nginx is an open source web server written in C and can also be used as a reverse proxy and load balancer. In this video, I want to talk about the following. And as I start talking about this agenda, you guys are gonna start seeing some time codes where you can jump to the interesting part of the video that you actually wanna watch. You don't have to watch the whole video, obviously. Yeah, so let's go ahead through and talk about this agenda, okay? So the first thing we're gonna talk about is what is Nginx? What is this technology? Why did we build it, okay? And then we've got a little bit of talk about the the things that kind of distinguish Nginx uh, from other web servers and uh, proxies. Now we're gonna talk about how a use case where Nginx can fit in and very nicely, the current and desired, architecture with Nginx. Then we're going to talk about how Nginx can actually act both as a layer 4 and a layer 7 uh, proxy, which is something I recently discovered. I thought it's a purely layer 7 proxy, but I was wrong. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about that. And then finally, the meat and potato. We're going to talk about example. We're going to show we're going to install Nginx. We're going to show how it was, uh, behaves as a web server. We're going to show how it behaves as a layer 7 uh, reverse proxy. We're going to show how it behaves as a layer 4 reverse proxy. And we are also enable HTTPS, uh, install a certificate from Let's Encrypt, enable TLS 1.3 because that's the latest and greatest. Because unfortunately, Nginx doesn't come with default TLS 1.3, which is kind of shame if you think about it, right? And HTTP2, also, we're going to show how to do that, to enable that, because it's 2020, right? You shouldn't be using HTTP 1.1 if you can. Enable HTTP2. Uh, minimize those number of connections. Uh, enable streams and push and all that jazz, right? And uh, finally, we're going to summarize the whole thing. If you're interested, stay tuned. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Hussein, and in this channel, we discuss all sorts of software engineering by example. So if you want to become a better software engineer, consider subscribing and hit that bell icon so you get notified every time I upload a new software engineering video. With that said, let's just jump into Nginx. All right, guys, so what is Nginx? Why did we build this thing? So it is one of the few software 
actually act both as a web server and a proxy. And there are very few of those, right? HA proxy is not one of them. HA proxy just market itself as a proxy, right? And there are like advantages over different advantages, if you ask me, to play both roles, right? I kind of like the software that just does one and one thing really well. So yeah, so Nginx can be also a web server. And on your web server, you serve web content, right? And regardless what kind of web content, right? You can serve any kind of web content. That means you kind of need to know the MIME types. You kind of need to behave web servery. You're going to patch any bugs that web servers have, right? You have, you have to do web servery stuff, okay? So that's, it acts like this one job, right? So if you have static content, that, which is a lot of people use that, right? So it's like static on HTML, JavaScript, I want to serve it. Nginx can do that for you. Plus, it can act like a proxy. And we talked about what a proxy versus reverse proxy. If you want to know more about that, I'm going to reference the videos here, actually the playlist. So watch, we went a lot of videos about proxies. Okay? And this is, you can take a career, just talk about proxies, guys. It's a, it's a very interesting topic, very deep to me i like it a lot i like to talk about proxies because every day talk about proxies and i have to find out something else something new okay so yeah proxy can be a reverse proxy which can optionally be a load balancer and uh, it, you can use it as a back-end routing if it's a reverse proxy so you can hey if you're going to this application slash app one go to these set of servers because uh, this app one is, is doesn't really consume much CPU. Uh, I dedicated some some commodity servers for you, so Joe, go ahead there. And then three service instances is enough. Versus no slash app two is actually a huge app that consumes a lot of resources, and we need as much service as possible. So here's a pool of backend services of twenty. So hit those instead. So you can do something clever like that. Okay with proxy and you can do caching as well. So that's Nginx. So let's see what Nginx can benefit us from uh, as, as a load balancer or as a proxy. So I assume this is your current architecture. You have a database, let's say this is Postgres and it's listening on port 5432 because that's the default Postgres port, okay? And you have, I don't know, one application and uh, that web server have a, like an endpoint and you built like this exposed over HTTP and you're listening to port 3001. And you give this address to people and they start hitting your stuff. Says, hey, get slash employee. So if someone consumed that, obviously you're going to establish a TCP connection between that and your server. And you give them an ugly URL with a port in it. So who does that? And uh, that employee's uh, endpoint will communicate to the database at the back end. This could be using a pooling connection. This could be, okay, on-demand, establishing TCP connection. Doesn't really matter, but we, you're doing this a lot, right? So another user can consume the employees. You, you hit the Europe server. And if you want to scale, you, you start thinking, it's like, okay, I'm going to listen to another port, 3002. But you now you start sending people another URL. Say, hey, this, this URL is very busy. Use this instead, right? It's just silly, right? So what do we do? Here's how Nginx can help, or any load balancer for that matter. So you're going to spin up as much of these servers as you want, right? This could be in the same machine. This could be Docker containers. This could be part of a Kubernetes pod. Who cares, right? It's just a bunch of IP addresses, 
right? Just listening to a different ports. It could be the same port, who cares? Okay. And this is all of them maybe hitting one database. Or maybe you have a, like a, a master follower kind of a configuration. And then you put Nginx on top and you made it secure and you put certificate here and listen 443 and there's TLS 1.3 and then you put HTTP 2 and everybody just communicate to the Nginx right server and you can see what happened here let me repeat it again right so employees go here you hit the server and then Nginx makes the decision oh which server should I hit well what what algorithm did someone configure on me right oh configure load uh, round robin so I'm gonna hit this and then the next request will gonna go to the next server, right? And then that server hits the database. And the next request will go to this, the third server, and so on, right? And you might start saying, Hussein, why if we're making requests to the same employee's endpoint, we can actually do caching here. We can put a varnish on top, like an HTTP accelerator that actually caches beautiful stuff, right? So we don't have to uh, every time hit the database, this poor database, right? So minimize the number of queries as much as possible, right? So you can do all sorts of fa fancy stuff, right? So, but there is the idea, a single endpoint that people hit, right? And you, you make it uh, and you scale on the back end, right? So that's how Nginx can help. Anything in front of Nginx is called a front end. That's just uh, some vocabulary for you guys. And anything behind it is called a back end. So if you heard me say back end and front end, I mean with regard to Nginx, right? Because this is a back end and this is a front end. But to this server, for example, the back end is the database, but the front end is what is Nginx, right? So that's what it means when they say like front end, back end. So if someone asks you, what is a front end and back end? You, you have to know, like, what the hell are you talking about? What, what, where are you first, right? Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Well, there's no back end here, but maybe you can argue that the back end of the database is actually the disk, right? Or the storage engine or, or S3, maybe. It depends where you store your stuff, right? Blob storage. All right, let's talk about the layer four versus layer seven proxy. And I really recommend you guys watch the OSI model that I made uh, to, just dif uh, to differentiate between these layers, right? The most interesting layers in software engineering Right. I know this is a networking stack, right? And we barely pay any attention to that stuff. But layer four and layer seven, if you want to understand, just know about these two things. Yeah. Layer four, at that stage where TCP play, IP play, you have access to very few things to work with. You have access to the IP address and the port. And that's pretty much it. Maybe a few other stuff. Okay. Maybe the TLS handshake at that point. Okay. However, Layer seven, you have way more stuff. You, this is an application. You have access, if this is HTTP protocol, you have access to the headers, you have access to the body. You know, it's a get request or a post request, right? If you're kind of watching at that layer, okay? And Nginx can play on both layers. And there are advantages or disadvantages that I'm not gonna go through in this video. I'm gonna reference the video, layer seven versus layer four, load balancing. Go watch that if you want a detailed, 40 minutes details about what exactly the differences and advantages or disadvantages of what, right? Because we don't invent things for the sake of inventing things here in software engineering, right? We always, there's always a reason, there's always a need, and then we invent things. And Nginx, you can do that. You can act like a layer four proxy, and you can act like a layer seven proxy. And if you use the HTTP context, you can use the layer seven, the stream, that becomes layer four. Cool. All right, time for an example, guys. All right, here's what I'm gonna do. 
I'm gonna go through the following. I'm gonna install Nginx. I have a Mac, so this is the tutorial will be on top of my Mac. But this is the only step that will differ for you. If you're, you have Windows, find how you install Nginx for Windows. It could be as easy as just installing, a, uh, downloading a zip file and extracting it, right? Or it could be just as in, in Linux, could be as simple as just apt, if the Debian at least, apt get and install Nginx, right? So it's very easy to install. Once I'm going to use Brew for Mac. Once you're installed in Nginx, I'm going to show, show you the rest of the stuff. And everything here is exactly the same. Yeah, maybe here it's a little bit different how to use Lens and Encrypt, but sure. Nginx, we're going to show how Nginx has a web server. Again, you guys start seeing time codes because I'm very generous. I, I'm, I'm very, very, I value your time. And I don't want you to watch through the whole thing to find the exact same thing that you want to see, right? So Nginx has a web server. We're going to show how we spin up nginx as a web server that means we need some content to serve right which we're gonna do and then we're gonna show nginx as a layer 7 proxy well what we're gonna do we're gonna spin up four nginx, uh, no, <laughs> nginx four node.js services using docker because that's the easiest way to do that and these are applications i've done before i'm gonna reference the videos for and it's just like they are ugly apps they are copy of each other and we're gonna proxy nginx through all of them okay and now we're gonna show how to split the load because now that we are layer seven we actually can look at the url and can make decisions based of that so app one go to this set of servers app two go to this set of servers we're gonna block connections because we can do that because we can look right we're gonna block admin connections all that stuff and i'm gonna show how uh, nginx can act like a layer four proxy which is pretty cool as well and we're going to show also the how to enable HTTPS on Nginx using Let's Encrypt. So we're going to spin up our server, listen on port 80, and then also listen on port 443, uh, generate a certificate for myself. Uh, uh, I'm going to expose my Mac to the public internet using some port forwarding on my router. I'm going to forward port 80 and 443 to my Mac so I don't pay anything. It's not on cloud. It's everything on my local machine, right? And then I'm going to generate a free domain from newip.com, point that domain to my public IP address, and do all that jazz. Okay, we're going to enable TLS 1.3 because it's not enabled by default, which is kind of shame, right, if you think about it. It should be enabled by default. Enable HTTP 2 on Nginx as well, because by default, the moment you do HTTPS, the easiest way is to enable HTTP 2. And, and the reason is because part of the TLS connection, there is this beautiful protocol a TLS extension called uh, ALPN, which is Application Layer Protocol Negotiation, they can negotiate that they, you want HTTP during the handshake, which is awesome. Okay, let's just jump into it. All right, guys. So our first step, we can we can start with installing Nginx, right? All right. Let's do, go ahead and install Nginx, right, and see how to do that. Okay. To just do that in, in, in Mac, right, make sure you have Homebrew, which is this brew thing, which will allow us to install pretty much a lot of stuff. Uh, very easily. So I'm going to go ahead and install Nginx like that. Brew and install Nginx. Okay. Now, once you do that, it will start downloading that package, installing and putting that configuration, right? A specific configuration where Nginx will be running. I'm not going to use that configuration because I do not like use default stuff. If you know me from watching my 350 videos. <laughs> okay. Uh, so here is the thing. So the default port has been set, says like, hey, this is your configuration. It tells you and the default port has been set to 8.8 because you can run it without sudo, right? That's just all the default stuff. Here's what I'm going to do. 
what I'm gonna do is like I'm gonna delete that file. I'm gonna start from scratch. Okay. So how about we do that? So we go to user, uh, local, etc, nginx, and then if you go to nginx, if I do the nginx.conf, you can see like a lot of stuff that we don't really care about, right? It's just, it will be very overwhelming for anyone to watch this and see like, what the heck and all that stuff, right? So we're going to delete that file. You can make a backup if you want to, right? And then once you delete it, you can start writing one from scratch. So this is what we're going to do, right? So we're going to start writing one from scratch, okay? nginx.conf. Let's go ahead and create a brand new one, okay? And here's the thing we want to do. First of all, we want to make my nginx as a static web server. So how do I do an nginx as a static web server? All right, so I am going to write the configuration necessary to make nginx into a web server. So how do you do that? First, let's think about it. What is a web server? Well, web server needs few things, right? A port to listen to, right? That's one, okay? It needs where to consume the static content, at least if it's a static web server, to serve these HTML files or JavaScript or CSS, right? So this is the minimum two things, right? And web server needs to be a HTTP web server. So you need to specify that you're working at the HTTP layer, okay? So here's the thing, let's do that. There is the context of Nginx is the HTTP layer, okay? Which is the layer seven here. I'm playing all my config is within this, that's called directive. It's also called a context, okay? So if I am at this layer, I can create as many servers as I want, okay? A server that listens to port 8888-777-999-80-443, anything I want. I can do it right here. I can do SNI if I want to, server name indication, similarly, right? I can do so much stuff. So that's the first thing we need to do, okay? So let's go ahead and create one server here, okay? inside that so there's a block directive and inside that block directive is there's like the server that you created okay so there's one server and that server is listening on port 8080 sure and that's called another directive so this is called a block directive this is called a block directive that means it has other directives inside of it and these are only these things is called directives right and this is called a a leaf directive. I just named it that because there's nothing inside it. Okay. It's just a normal directive. And if you do that, just like that, that's enough to listen to a web server. Okay. And for some stupid reason, Nginx forces you to use events directive, which is another context here. Okay. And there's a bunch of cool stuff that you can add, like uh, then minimum number of uh, the worker connections, like because Nginx is a spin as processes, right? And and how many connections can each worker process have, right? So I'm just going to spin this up as an empty directive. You just do it this way, and, and he will, the Nginx will stop yelling at you. So let's go ahead and save that. Nothing much, though. I opened a block, another block. I listened to port 8080. Let's see if this works. Saved it. Nginx.config is now saved. And now, if I do Nginx, just like that, 
it will start running an nginx server okay and we'll look at the nginx.config file which you did which you wrote essentially okay sweet let's go ahead and see if this worked so now if i go to localhost 8080 you can see that there serve me default static file welcome to nginx i did not give us that file where did the heck did it did it pull it from it pulled it from a default directory because guess what you didn't tell me which which path you want to you want me to serve content from right that's why i made up my own okay nginx like that it likes default stuff that's why it's very easy to get to get started with nginx because just there's so much default stuff all right let's change that a little bit what i want to do is i uh, i want to want to go through let's create a folder in my hussein nasser document uh, folder and uh, let's create a folder called nginx course i don't know if this is a course let's <laughs> do nginx course and then i'm gonna create this is an empty file right i'm gonna create an index.html here and then yeah let's just do html body hello it's nginx but it's my own content okay some stuff anything right and here's one index html remember guys this is the path now nginx right oh so, let's go back to the config which is user local etsy nginx and the vim index here's what you want to do we want to serve the content from that directly how do you do that there is another directive called root and you can just literally specify the path right my root in this case is user hussein nasser nginx course that's it close it let's see if that actually worked if i do nginx i'm gonna get an error why because nginx is already running you cannot rerun nginx so what you can do here is i change the config but how can i tell nginx to reread the config well stop and start nginx is a start right <laughs> you can do that right so let's do that nginx.s slash s which means send a signal to the nginx main process to stop okay and then rerun this and you might say, Hussein, I don't want to stop the Nginx because people might be connecting. And there's another way to do that, which is another command signal called reload. We're going to go through that. But let's talk about the basics first, right? And now, if I go back and I do refresh, you can see that I am now served my own HTML page, which is the one we wrote. Isn't that amazing, guys? Okay? It's amazing. Wait. That approach works great if you have one directive and you don't want to do fancy stuff, right? There's like one web server, one folder with all the content, okay? But what if you want to be fancy? What if you want to serve a specific path based on certain locations? So what does that mean, right? So let's say I want to create different folders different websites for example right and not necessarily different websites different folders with different content and the users visit slash 
site one goes to this content, site two goes to that content. So how, would, how about we do that, right? So let's go ahead and comment out that line, right? And then let's exit and go back to my folder, users, Hussein, uh, Nginx course, and let's create some other folders here. Site one, like that, site two, right? Site one, I'm going to create an index.html file, and I'm literally gonna call it, this is site one, all right? Sweet. And I want to copy that thing to, hopefully I'm, I'm smart like that and I can do this. Can I do this? Ooh, man. I started to know Linux now. If, if you guys know me probably, I am, I've been using Windows for the past 30 years of my life. I recently started using Linux very, very, very recently. So I'm, pretty, I'm a bit, I'm trying to be better at Linux. So yell at me if you find me doing stupid things and I can do it better. All right, so now we have a site two and site one. Okay, sweet. Let's go back to the config. Uh, what is it? User, local, Etsy, Nginx, right? And then VimNginx.com. And guys, just by adding these two folders, if you think about it, that should give us access to the underlining site one and site two because it's kind of a relative path, right? Because site one is under Nginx course. Site two is also under Nginx uh, site. Uh, site two is also under Nginx course. So you can just access it very easily, right? So let's go ahead and just show you that. Nginx.ish is reload. I mean, go ahead and reload my changes, please. All right. And then if I go here and I refresh, I'm going to get the root, right? If I do slash site one, I'm going to get site one, right? And if I'm going to do site two, I'm going to get site two, right? But what if my, I have a completely different folder. I want to completely different path, right? How do you do that? Yeah, that's a completely different path. Let's say images, right? You should have a bunch of images and these images are a completely different path, right? It's not really relative path right so let's let's go ahead and create something like that right how about where, where? Mm. cd users hussein nasser and let's create make directory uh images right make directory images if i can type and then i don't know we need to put put some images here all right we have a postgres picture here I don't remember how it looks like, but let's, uh, let's just test it out, right? So it is under Hussein Nasser images, right? So if I go to my path, user local, nginx, Etsy nginx, and then vim nginx.conf, here's what I want to do. I want the images directory to have like a special folder, uh, completely different, right? So if I do... You, do, you can have a location block directive. And if that location goes under images, right? What you want to do, what you want to do is you want to go, you want the root to be users, Hussein Nasser slash images, right? But you don't really want images, right? Because this is the root now and this will add the images prefix on top of it so that's actually that's just enough just like that right so let's take a look and see if that actually works right
And what I want to do, nginx dash s reload. And if I go back now and I say, all right, this stuff should still work, site one and site two. But if someone dare to go to images, right, you're going to get forbidden, which is a different message. And that's the reason because we tried to serve you the directory, but someone decided not to serve you the whole directory of stuff. But if you know the image, which we do, postgres.bing, you will be served, sir. That's the, best, that's the video I made for Postgres and Docker. Yeah, completely different directory, yet Nginx managed to do its magic, okay? Cool stuff, cool stuff. All right, let's do one more thing with web servers. All right, let's, let's do one more thing with this web server thing, two more things actually, all right? So what I wanna do, I wanna show you how to do regular expressions. And let's assume we wanna do a contrived stuff, like, I don't know. If someone tries to go to the images, right, and they are trying to load specifically a JPEG picture or be anything that it has like a JPEG extension, I want them to get an error, right? They can load anything they want except JPEG for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they're too big and I don't want them to download my stuff, right? And to do that, you can do the same location thing, but you can add like a tilde, right? When you add a tilde, you can start doing a regular expression-y stuff, right? And regular expressions like and dot means what? Means any character, right? That, and then you start typing your stuff, JPG, right? That means anything, I type this could be, I don't know, right? Could be that this will match, right? This will match. This will not match. This will not match. It has to be at the end, right? So that's the idea, okay? And if we, if you specify, if you really want it to be at the end, you have you have to add like a dollar sign at the end, and then let's let's just do that, okay? And then here's what I want to do. A moment, if someone tried to download any JPEG picture or maybe any picture at all, if you can add more if you want to, I want to return 403. That means like I think it's forbidden, right? That's the HTTP code for forbidden. Let's go ahead and save. And see if it works. Nginx-s, reload. Let's test it out. You can download postgres.png, but the postgres.jpg, you're going to get forbidden, right? It actually doesn't exist. But even if it did, you're going to get an error. Okay? So let's go ahead and prove that to you guys and put a picture that is actually JPEG and you can never download it. So here's the thing. I have put a test.jpg picture here and... If I do test.jpg, I'm going to get an error, right? Despite the picture being there. So let's go ahead and actually remove that condition and see if actually it works. So what I'm going to do is, I don't know. Let's just comment this line out, the whole thing, okay? The whole spiel. Comment it out and then reload my configuration. Go back, refresh, and you can see that I can load the picture. But the moment I remove that thing, I put it back in. Nobody can download any JPEG. How amazing is this, right? Try to load it. Get forbidden. Because that's what we told it to go to get. We returned 403, which is the forbidden. And you can do all sorts of stuff. You can return all sorts of status code. And I can't possibly go through all of them, guys, okay, in this in this video. 
Sweet, we learn about regular expressions. You can use your regular expression skills to do fancy stuff. But let's do one more thing. I'm gonna create another server here, guys. And that server, because you can create as many servers as you want, right? The first server listening to port what? Was 8080? This server is actually 8888, right? Listen, 8888. But if someone tries to go to location slash, which is the root, if someone visits this page on 8888, guess what I want to do? I want them to go to this web server. Well, Hussein, how do you do that? Well, very, very simple. You literally say proxy. If someone visits me as slash, that means like literally localhost colon 8888 slash, then take them to this site instead. So I'm going to proxy past this, and that's a layer 7 proxying, to HTTP localhost 8080 slash. Just take them to that site, right? So now we just did aliasing, if you think about it, right? So now if I go to local 8080, that's my original website. But if I go 8888, you can see that we're also going to the site, right? So 8888 and 8080 is doing the same exact thing, right? So you can play with the proxy pass and you can do so much stuff with this, guys, right? You can you can do it to a completely other proxy. You can do, if, if this goes to this site, go to this. And if this goes to this, go, you, go, you can go to so many things, right? Like, let's say you want to do the images, right? How about images? If someone goes to location slash image, right? You want to take them to the images, right? Proxy pass, HTTP, localhost, 8080 slash images. You can do that. That's, that's powerful. You know why? Because now slash image on this guy postgres.png will load me the picture. So it's kind of shorter if you think about it. But that and this guy, ah, and this guy, 8080, is exactly the same, right? So this proxies to this, right? And how it does this, it's a completely different topic, right? There is TCP connections on the back end, there's connections on the front end, and it was Nginx, I noticed that it's always lazy load things, right? So whenever it's whenever it's desired, whenever it's needed, it does it. Okay. HA proxy is the reverse. It loads as much stuff as possible and uh, so startup is like a little bit slower, right? But when you request it, it just immediately give you the result. Alright. That was the web server stuff. How about we play Nginx as a layer 7 proxy, guys, and we proxy it to the four to four Node.js services. First of all, we need to start my four services, right? So how do we do that? Okay. So docker run dash p. I'm going to start four Node.js services, okay? And I, I'm not going to go through how did I did that. I'm going to reference a video uh, which goes into the details of how I created my application and dockerized it and made it into a container, right? But it's very simple. It does. These applications are very simple applications that 
have a, like a simple REST endpoint, right? So the first application is running on port 2222, mapping port 9999. And, and, uh, what I wanted to do is uh, I want to assign an app ID for this so I can address them very easily, 2222. And then I want to detach it and the app is called node app. Spin up one, then we're going to spin up another one on port 3033. We don't need names per se for this, but sure, you can do that if you want to. And then 4444, cool. We messed up, guys. <laughs> 4444, 9999. And then finally, 5555. So four applications, right? Four Node.js applications. And we're going to go through them now. Cool. Let's try them out. So we have application running on 2222333444555555. Let's test it out. Localhost 2222. This is the application. Literally, just when you go there, it says, I am app 2222, homepage says hello, right? And there is, if you go to slash app one, there is an application, application one. It says, hey, the application one says hello. And the reason I'm doing that is just because I want to proxy and show you what application is actually being served now, okay? Application two, and it says literally application two, and the final application is admin, okay? And this is admin page. I want admin page to, to have fewer customers as possible, right? Very few people should see this page, okay? And exactly 3333 is exactly the same thing, okay? And 444 is exactly the same thing as well, right? You get the idea, okay? Until 5555, so we have four applications. Cool? You get that so far, right? Here's what I wanna do. I want my Nginx to listen on port 80, not 8080, okay? right? And I want to proxy load balance these four applications, okay? So every time I visit localhost 80, which is just like that, I want it to go to 5555, then 2222, 3344, and then just I wander around Robin through them, okay? So that's what we're going to do now. So let's go back, clear, nginx config, and uh, how about we do the whole thing again? Because it's it's always good to redo things again. I'm going to delete it. So before we go then, I'm going to make a copy of this Nginx file because I'm going to have a GitHub where you can check that stuff, right? So I'm going to make a Nginx.copy and to webserver.config, okay? So so guys, you can you can play with that and see how what I did here, okay? So that's the, my web server, okay? So that's how I do web server and all that jazz, all the examples. But I'm going to remove this now, the nginx.web.config. And I'm going to create a brand new one because it's always better to start from scratch. Right? So same thing, very, very similar. You create an HTTP because you're playing on what layer, guys? On layer 7. When we want to use the uh, HTTP protocol. And events, because nginx is stupid for some reason, it requires me to have this. It should be optional, but I have no idea why. Right, maybe it wants people to to pay attention to these configurations, the worker connections, and all that stuff. But I still don't understand why. I think it's just a bug, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, HTTP. What do we want? How do we? What do we exactly we want? We want guys. If someone goes to the to this page, I want to proxy it to 
the backend, right? Which are what applications we have application running on two, 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 three, three, and four, four, and seven, and, and, and five, five, right? So how do we do that? It is incredibly simple, okay? You create, first of all, let's listen, this time on port 80. So we kind of need to run Nginx as, as root here, sudo, right? Because these ports are uh, kind of uh, system reserved. So you need to run that. So if I do that, and if I do location, first of all, we forgot. <laughs> okay, see, guys, it's just always, you have to do it so much time until, until you understand it. So we need a server. We forgot to create a server, right? And we're going to create a server. And the server here, listening on port 80, okay? And if someone tried to go to location slash, I want them to immediately proxy pass, like we learned in the web server, but I want them to proxy pass to a special backend that it doesn't exist yet. And I'm gonna call it all backend, right? There's nothing called all backend here, right? That's it. That's what I'm gonna do, right? So all backend here is, is something that is completely bogus, right? But guess what? It's no longer bogus if you actually create it down here okay all right so how about we create a backend right and that's uh, that's very simple to create here in nginx really it's called upstream i'm gonna create an upstream backend called all backend right and this backend have a name called all backend uh, just named here and here's what will happen if you go to slash on port 80 it will proxy pass it to this and here's where magic happened right this backend not have doesn't have any backends right now so how do i add you basically use the server directive and this this time this is not a block directive it's just the terminal leaf directive right and on port zero one two seven zero zero one on port two 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 that's the first server the second one you guessed it three 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 server 127.0001.4444. And then finally, 5555. Get it, guys? So, what will happen here? By default, when you create an upstream backend, there is a load balancing algorithm that is assigned by default and it's called round robin. Round robin is like one, two, three, four, hot, two, three, four, hot, two, three, four, hot. Two, three, four. It will just go through them one by one. Okay. If you make a request, we'll take it. This is one. If you have another request, goes to this. A third request goes to this. And fourth request goes to this. That's called round robin. And you can do another. We're gonna show another uh, uh, algorithm called IP hash and least connection, where you can do a sticky session if you want to. Right. Let's do this. Right. Quit. Nginx. That's us. Reload. And what will happen now, guys? First of all, I think I'm. we didn't... Mm, let's see if this actually worked. We might actually get yelled at. Huh, how about that? actually worked. I didn't have to do sudo. I think because I am already an admin. Okay. Now if I go to localhost, I want you to pay attention to what happens here, guys. Refresh. 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 See? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. That's round robin. 
okay? Every request will take me to the next one, okay? And if you are interested in what exactly is happening, I am a browser and I have established one TCP connection with Nginx, right? In this case. And I am one TCP connection away from the Nginx as a browser because one is enough now. And on GenX on the back end has established four TCP connections with the four backends. Okay. So I am terminating my connection at Nginx uh, because it's a layer seven, right? I'm playing with the layer seven. So I'm sending an Nginx request. Hey, localhost slash. It takes the request and says, oh, localhost slash means proxy pass to one of the backend, all backend, which I mean, I'll have to go through one of them one by one. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna send it to this request, right? This is the TCP connection I'm gonna use. This is the TCP connection I'm gonna use, and so on. Cool? That's exactly what's happened. That's why you're saying, you're saying it this way, right? Cool. And you can see, I want to use Another IP uh, algorithm, let's show you. If you go here and you can add a uh, load balancing algorithm, one of the load balancing algorithms is called IP underscore hash. I'm not gonna go through all of them, but IP hash is one of them and what's the popular. And what it what does, it says, hey, it takes the IP address of the client and hash it into a, this algorithm called consistent hashing and finds out one of these four server and stick to it. That means all requests coming from this client IP address will always go to one and only one backend. And people some, for some reason love this, especially for stateful connections, okay? They love this sticky session thing where, hey, if stateful applications, well, if you don't know what stateful versus stateless application, I made a video, go watch it. But stateful application is generally a bad idea, right? Because you're storing state in the memory and what you do essentially is you're relying on that state to be there on the next request, right? And there are good reasons to do that, but generally we're moving way more into a stateless architecture where you can get destroyed at any second, especially in a Kubernetes cluster, right? You can get destroyed any second, your container, your application can die. You cannot rely on anything. So the idea of having a state a state that is sticky in memory is, uh, is less and less desirable, but I'm not here to judge, okay? May, there might be good use cases, that's why this algorithm exists. Otherwise, it won't exist, right? Nginx that is reload. If I do that and refresh, 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 no matter how many times I refresh, I'm gonna be sticking to the server 2222. That's it. Slash app one, same thing. I'm going to slash app one. Slash admin, 2222. That's it, the TCP connection is established. I have one client IP address and I my algorithm is always IP hash. So I'm stuck to that, okay? So that's essentially this, but I like my round robin because my applications are stateless and I don't care which, which backend to hit. Coolish guys, coolish. All right, how about we do some fancy stuff? I'm gonna create 
let's assume my application one app one is heavy stuff right and i want uh for example to assign three servers for it okay or two servers like i want to assign two servers for application one two servers for application two right i don't want to split the load right because application two maybe i don't know maybe it's another application and i don't want i want just to assign two or maybe five or seven instances and i want them to go to this application one i want it to go to the different backends right so you can create as many backends as you want so i'm going to go ahead and create upstream if i can spell app one backend and i'm going to create another upstream backend app two backend by the way, it doesn't have to be lowercase, right? You can be fancy if you want to. And you can just do 127.0.01. App 1 is essentially 2.2.2.2 and, and 3.3.3.3, right? And app 2, app two is 4.4.4.4. Fa, 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 fa. And then 127.0.0.1 is 5555. Okay. So, what now? <laughs> what the heck does that mean? Now we have backends, but we didn't really. We didn't really flip things together, right? So, how do we do this rerouting and that we talked about and we i can only do this because we're a layer 7 proxy i want you to pay attention to that all because of this wait a second sorry all because of this http because i'm using an http i'm playing at the http layer which is a layer 7 layer i can do all that fancy stuff otherwise you can never do this right so i want to location if someone goes to app 1 I want to proxy pass it to which upstream service? App one backend. And if someone goes to boop location app two, I want them to proxy pass it to HTTP app two backend. See if we get this right. I'm not sure if I have to add a slash at the end of this or not. And I'm not sure I have to add app one here. So let's see if that worked. Yeah, I think it will work. Refresh. And now if I go here, slash, I'm still round robining, right? Because we removed that IP hash algorithm. I'm going through all of them because slash, but going slash app one, enter, I'm round robining through only two, two and three, three. Sweet. And if I go through app two, I'm rounding from four, four, and five, five. Isn't that sweet, guys? And you can use like a load balancing algorithm different in app two versus app one. How cool is this? And you can do all of that stuff, by the way. So, so coolish. Let's do one more thing. I want to block admin connections anyone that tries to go to get to the admin interface from outside the internet like on port 80 don't let them in because now they can right they can just type admin and admin essentially is just round robining because it doesn't know what to do right you didn't tell us what to do so it's gonna, gonna do all of it right i'm gonna block this i want i don't want to access 
admin from the port 80. I wanted only if people knows this, because like the internal backend, if they have access to the internal backend, I know it says all localhost, but think about this port 2224443. They are internal network that nobody have access to, okay? But you just expose the admin API. We don't want to expose the admin API to the, to the public internet. What do we do? Well, Nginx to the rescue. If someone tries to do admin, then literally return 403. That means forbidden, babe. You're not, you're forbidden from going to the admin API. So now, you can access it from 2222, sure, you can access it from 3333, but if you go look at host admin, sorry, babe, nope, you're not coming, I'm sorry, you cannot access it, right, because that, because we're cool, app one, we're still round robbing, right, so that's how you block things, if you want to block things, right, isn't that amazing, guys, all right, this has been the layer seven stuff, right? As usual, I mean, coffeeenginex.conf as http.conf, and this is my layer seven tutorial. Let's do a layer four tutorial, okay? I'm not gonna delete a lot of stuff here, so I'm gonna just go ahead and delete this. I cannot do any of that stuff in layer four, so I'm gonna delete that. I am going to delete this, delete this, delete this, and delete this, and delete this, and delete this. DD, by the way, deletes in Vim, if you're interested. All right. Let's see if this works now. Just still, I'm still a layer seven proxy, but I just want to make sure that I didn't break anything. All right. Slash. All right, so we're, we're round robbing, right? And here's the thing, guys. I want to act as a pure layer four load balancer. What does that mean? That means, and let's, let's, let's talk about this a little bit. In the layer seven load balancer, the browser communicates with the Nginx, right? And that's one TCP connection. It can increase, obviously, guys, because we're using HTTP 1.1, so the browser can open up to six connection. That will change when we implement HTTP 2.0, right? Because it was only one, and you can multiplex stuff. But, right, so one TCP connection, let's assume simplicity, one TCP connection between the client, the browser, and the Nginx. And there are four other on the back end, okay? Because between us and, and the Nginx, at least four, because I don't know how Nginx works. I never wrote the source code. So it might open four or more, but at least it needs four, right? Between Nginx and each of these guys, right? And it will have these stateful connections running. So we have five in total connections. And you can control these maximum number of connections. Five connections. And if you have if you have more, then it's gonna start increasing as well, right? Here is the thing. If I want to use a layer four load balancer or layer four proxying, then what will happen is the proxy will just stream the connection back to the backend directly. So the browser 
will essentially connect to the proxy, but it will not terminate the connection immediately. It will just have an at table, that's one implementation at least, and will say, hey, okay, you, the IP address this, the client, going to this backend, I want you to take to this backend. It will pick one backend and will just, that's it. It will establish the TCP connection on the backend. And it will just map the IP addresses. Okay, this IP address on this port, going to this IP address on that port. And it will just map the TCP connection to the backend. So it's technically, it's one TCP connection to the backend. So let's show you that, okay? And how do you do that? So simple. You change HTTP to stream. That's it. I don't know why it's called, why didn't it call it TCP? That would be much easier. But if the moment you call it stream, the whole thing now is a layer four proxy. That means you cannot use the location because guess what? You cannot really read anything. In fact, even this will fail as we will show in a minute because location slash is like, ugh, sorry, man. I cannot do location because it doesn't make any sense. And we're gonna, let, let, let's actually prove it. If I do that, okay, and I do nginx-s-reload, see, location directive is not allowed here. It says, what the hell is location? Sorry, you're a layer four load balancer. You're a layer four proxy. I cannot read anything. There is no slash anything. There is no HTTP anything, right? All you can do is, guess what? It's all or nothing. Okay, <laughs> I deleted that accident. It's all or nothing, right? So if you're listening to Borg, just proxy pass. And that's it. You, can, you, you can't even tell me HTTP, right? Just tell me which backend you want to stream to. That's it. I want to stream back to the backend, all backend. You cannot say HTTP. You don't get a choice. I do not know what protocol are you using which could be a good thing, right? If you're proxying as a layer four proxy, any protocol at the layer seven will work. WebSockets, uh, uh, SMTP, right? The WebRTC, anything, right? Anything, HTTP, anything will work because I just deal with TCP packets and I just will magically forward stuff to this. And I'm gonna still use load uh, the round robin algorithm here, guys. But you're going to start noticing some weird thing. And we're going to explain it in a minute. So let's go ahead and save this. And if I do reload, now I'm not getting yelled at. Let's test this out. All right, so let's close again and, and do it all over again, okay? It's just it's to clear, I need more cache if there's any. I'm going to go to localhost, slash. I'm going to hit enter. Hit 2222. Refresh again. Still 2222. Refresh again. Still 2222. What the heck is going on? I thought I'm using round robin. Hussein, you told us this is round robin. This round robin algorithm sucks. No. Nginx is doing exactly what you asked it to do. You are, remember, you are a layer four proxy. That means the browser, what is it doing? Browser establishing a TCP connection between you, between the browser and Nginx on port 80. So it did that. Nginx said, wait a second, I'm a layer four proxy. And all right, so I'm, I'm supposed to forward this connection request to a backend. I have four, which one should I choose? Well, this is round robin, let's pick one. I pick two, 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 two. So I'm gonna communicate the connection all the way to the backend. So now I establish a TCP connection 
with that backend. It the 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 nginx engine does a NAT network address translation. That's one implementation at least, right? I don't know what's the internal implementation, but what it does is like, hey, this IP on this internal port is trying to go to to me, but the real me is one of those backends. So I'm gonna add an entry says, okay, two, you have to go to port two 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 on this public IP address, on this IP address, which is one of them. And I'm gonna add this. And guess what? Any future request on this TCP connections on this from this request from this IP is gonna go to two 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 because what? Because it's one TCP connection, guys. It's one. It's one. One end to end. So if you now refresh, you essentially you're not gonna establish a TCP connection again. You're just gonna use it to send content in it. And git slash is one of the content. If you do slash, right? And we're gonna see some some stuff changing and we're gonna explain what's happening here. But most of the time, if you refresh, right, you're you're sending content in the same TCP connection. The browser sometimes, because it's HTTP 1.1, it establishes six TCP connections. And if you're lucky, it might hit another TCP connection, which will hit another server on the back end. Okay. That will become very clear. Once you use Telnet, for example, let's go go ahead and do that. Actually, so so yeah, for from I refresh, I had another TCP connection. The browser you cannot com you cannot control that, right? Because the browser, if you're using one TCP connection, it's gonna keep using it until it decides. Okay, um, I might use I want to use another one. If you're refreshing too fast or you're making a lot of requests, is is gonna make a request to use another TCP connection to you make that request, and that TCP connection will hit another server. So that you can see like. You, sometimes I go to two, 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 three, 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 four, four, four. It's not very clear here. Okay, let's go ahead and telnet and see see how actually this works. If I do telnet and I do one two seven zero zero one on port eighty, you can see I do a git request and I was served from five 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 five. Right, I'm a layer four proxy, but I've been served from this TCP connection and the connection has been closed immediately. So if I do it again. This is two 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 two, right? Do it again. Three 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 three. Do it again. Four 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 four. That does look like a round robin to me, right? It is a round robin, but at the layer four level. Okay. Hope that is clear. But it is very very powerful if to proxy things data as they exist without actually looking at anything and you can do certain things here you can look at the ip address you can block things if you want to and do so much cool stuff all right time to get serious time to get serious i want to flip back this connection i'm gonna let's copy this nginx as a tcp.conf and then I'm going to bring my, my configuration, my HTTP layer 7 configuration back because guess what I want to do? I want, this is my layer 7, sweet. Let's make sure it works. Nginx-s to reload. Let's make sure it works. Works. Nice. Next thing. I want to go to my router and I want to add two rules port 80 and port 443 and I want that to point to my public IP address so I can create a domain so I can make this a public address. I'm, I want I want to host Nginx to the public now. I want 
make a domain and I want to enable HTTPS and I want to enable a certificate and TLS 1.3 and all that jazz. So the first step is to make my website public. How do I do that? I have localhost, but if I do public IP address and I take my public IP address, right? And I do HTTP, it's gonna fail because, well, you're trying to connect to the my public IP address, which is my router, and my router doesn't is not listening on port 80, at least in the public side, or 443. So it's gonna fail, right? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to my port router here. All right, guys. So here I am in my router, and I want to add two port rules. I want to forward port 80 for HTTP, and I want to forward 443 for HTTPS. So to do that, I'm gonna create an application called HTTP, and anything that is from 80 to 80, go ahead and forward it to this machine, which is Hussein Mac, all right? So it's very simple, right? So the, to the port 80, right? I'm gonna add that, and I'm gonna add a very similar rule for port for HTTPS, which is 443, 443, 443, and then add. Then when I do that, now I have two rules. This guy and this guy is pointing to my router, and my router will do a nice port forwarding, will forward any packet that goes to 80. That's kind of dangerous, guys. You don't want to do that, right? But I'm just demonstrating things, but it's going to forward. If you know what you're doing, then by all means, right? I'm going to forward anything that goes to my public IP address to my internal MacBook which is listening on port 80, right? Which is what we did, right? Is this still running? Yes, it's running, okay? So now, technically, if I take my public IP address and hit enter, you can see that it's working. And that's what that's the state you wanna reach here, okay? Public IP address working. I, if I give you this public IP address, you will hit this. I'm gonna remove it after this video, but sure, okay? That's what we wanna reach. The next step is, I wanna go to noip.com. So essentially what you need to do is create a new host name using this service that points to your public IP address. And it's a free service. So you're gonna get an ugly domain, but who cares, right? So I'm gonna go ahead and create, I don't know, let's use nginxtest.dns.net. nginxtest.dns.net is actually working, okay? So this points to my public IP, which is this guy which we know it works, right? If I paste it here, that works, right? So how about this guy? Now, in few minutes, this should work. This should just point to my public IP address and should update the DNS entries and everybody in the internet should get this ID. All right, guys, took a while, but now my public DNS website is rocked and loaded. All right, so now this website is now public, right? And that's the step we wanna reach so we can enable HTTP. So now I have an HTTP. Obviously, I'm gonna prove that this is just HTTP 1.1 because, well, that's because HTTP 2 doesn't work with unsecure stuff, right? So you see, it's 1.1. It does work with, with secure does HTTP2, you can do HTTP2 and on unencrypted, but most browsers don't support because it's very hard to upgrade the connection, right? Without TLS, right? Because we're using ALPN essentially to negotiate uh, the new protocol, right? So that's why browser says, you know what? Only secure. And I and I, I love this about it. I, I This is a great decision. All right. All right. 
What's next? Next is we want to use Let's Encrypt Certificate Authority to get a certificate for my beautiful shady website. How do we do that? Well, we go ahead and install Let's Encrypt. On my Mac, we're gonna install Let's Encrypt. On your Linux, I'm gonna reference the, the necessary stuff you need to, you need essentially the CertBot API, essentially that, that allows you to generate this stuff. The public key and the private key, essentially, that will identify your certificate if you think about it. All right, so go ahead and install Let's Encrypt. Brew install Let's Encrypt. That will give us the CertBot API, okay? As we install the Jazz, beautiful, it's using Python. Sure, okay. Once you install Let's Encrypt, I'm gonna reference the site below uh, for if you're using Windows or other stuff, but it's very similar, guys. It's just once you know it, we're gonna use, uh, we're gonna generate, we're gonna ask Let's Encrypt for a certificate. And to do that, okay, and it's, it's right here, right? To do that, first of all, we need to stop, we need to stop Nginx, right? So we're gonna do clear nginx s stop please because the bot we're gonna run it's called cert bot it's gonna listen to port 80 on itself and it's gonna communicate with let's encrypt and they're gonna negotiate a certificate and they're gonna send us the beautiful public key and private key in security securely right and we're gonna have the public key and the private key we're gonna tell nginx about our public key and private key right the public key essentially is part of the certificate right and the private key is also the thing that we the, the server will use to essentially decrypt the traffic. Let's go ahead and do that. Okay, so how do you do that? We have to use sudo because it's 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 listening on port 80. So sudo cert bot cert only, right? I want I want to use the same exact thing I did with HA proxy. That means I'm not gonna do fancy stuff for cert bot for nginx. I don't want this thing to touch my config. I want my config to be touched only by me, moi, okay? So I'm gonna generate a standalone certificate, essentially. I think it's called dash dash standalone. So sudo search bot search only dash dash standalone. And when I do that, it's gonna ask me a few questions. I say, hey, what's your domain? What's your name? All that jazz. And it's gonna communicate with the let's encrypt in commu uh, uh, community website to generate the certificate and then download it and then write a disk. And again, I'm gonna use the public key and private key to add it to my config. I do not want this thing to touch my config. I know there is another way that it actually goes and touches my Nginx config. I don't like that. I like to understand what's going on. Let's go ahead. Do my password. Enter. It does it think listening to port 80 and it's asking me for what for what's my domain it's called nginx test.ddns.net i think so right shady website obtaining a new certificate listening to port 80 all that stuff and just like that we have the public key the full chain with the certificate and we have the private key and these are the two things we need exactly okay so i'm going to copy this guy and let's remember their location, guys, right? So this guy and this guy, okay? This is the public key. Let's go to my config. Let's copy this first, because we're gonna need it. Okay, the public key and the private key, we'll, we'll come to that, okay? 
I want to go to the same server here and I'm going to listen to an additional web server. What is it, guys? What is the HTTP listening to by default? 443. And we want to enable TLS, so we have to add SSL, right? It's just legacy stuff. That's why it's still called SSL from the old stuff. And then when we listen to 443 and we enable SSL, the Nginx will, will, will require two things. We require the public key and the private key. The public key is SSL underscore certificate, and then you just paste that public key, the full chain, right? And I'm gonna save and exit so I can copy the private key and come back, okay? The private key, nginx config, and then we go down, and then we're gonna add the SSL underscore certificate underscore what? Private key, key, and then paste. I'm not expecting you to memorize all this. I definitely don't, but I try to make sense of everything that I see, right? That's why you just need to understand every single line. That's why I don't like to use default configuration at all. I need to understand what the heck is everything, okay? So now we're listening on port 443. We're SSL, we're secure, we'll jet that jazz. And now if I save this stuff. We have the public key, we have the private key. How about we run Nginx? Well, we, there's nothing to reload, so we have to do Nginx run. And we're getting a permission error. And this means that it's time for us to run Nginx as root, which I don't like, but <laughs> we have to do it at some point because we're reading through this directory and this directory is is only sudo people can access it. I mean, you can copy it to another directory if you want. You can create another user. There are a lot of stuff. This is not production ready, guys, right? I'm not doing giving you production ready stuff, but you have to understand what you're doing, essentially. There's always the best practices to do anything in life. All right, we have Nginx running. It's listening to port 80, listening to port 443. It has a certificate. Let's test this thing. Refresh. That's the insecure part. But if I do HTTPS, enter, we are secure, babes. Look at that. Connection is secure. This is legit website right there. And it's Violet's Encrypt. And it is Nginx that does this. Look at that, let's encrypt. Beautiful stuff. You can change the, the ciphers the default ciphers. This is a very bad cipher, by the way, RSA encryption. Very bad. I say very bad. Like it's it can be broken with a with a shady laptop. No, right? But it's not perfectly forward. Okay. That's what I meant. Right. So there is so much stuff better. Diffie Hellman, you can you can force Diffie Hellman. This is definitely not a TLS 1.3. I cannot tell how you can know if a TLS site is using TLS 1.3 versus too, but just by looking at the certificate, but there are websites like TLS Checker. So this website allows you to check if your website is running on the latest and greatest. If I paste this guy and run, it's gonna yell at me. It says, hey, by the way, your configuration, your web server is not running as the latest and greatest TLS 1.3. It's using TLS 1.2, see? It says moderate, unfortunately, right? So if I look, it says, hey, it doesn't have TS 1.3, it's not enabled, which is bad, right? 
So next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna show you guys how to enable TS 1.3. Sadly enough, guys, if you go to the official nginx.org, right? That's the website, right? The official nginx. They also are not using the latest TLS 1.3, which is kind of, which is weird, right? It's kind of embarrassing if you think about it. <laughs> this nginx, the holy grail, right? Is not using the latest TLS 1.3. And I don't know why, guys. It's, just, it's beyond me, right? So <laughs> let's go and enable TLS 1.3, guys. Let's show you how you do that. So we'll go back to my config, and it's really, 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 really simple stuff, right? So part of this, you can add another configuration here. And I think it's called SSL protocols. I might be wrong. Yes, TLS v1.3. You add it like that, okay? This way, I only want TLS 1.3. And if there is a shady client that wants to come in at 1.2, I want to error. I don't want this client touching my web server to begin with, right? <laughs> to be honest. If there's like Internet Explorer 6 trying to connect to me, right? I rather this guy doesn't consume my stuff and fail. Right? But that's just me, right? People always support backward compatibility. But if you want to be secure, more secure. And if... You want me, you, you see me make a big deal between TS 1.3 and 1.2. Guys, this is really serious stuff. 1.2 first, it's so slow, right? Because it has two round trips instead of one. Second, it uses variation ciphers, right? By default, right? So that is another bad problem, right? So, so by default, it can easily uh, suspectable to downgrade, downgrade attacks. And if you're running production stuff, right, you cannot afford that stuff, right? So TLS 1.3, I made a video about TLS. Go watch that if you want to know more details. But Diffie-Hellman, ephemeral Diffie-Hellman, perfectly forward, all that jazz, latest and greatest encryption algorithms, right? And I, I can specify the ciphers here, but I'm not going to because this video is going to get too long, right? So I'm going to get just and use TLS 1.3 and, and let's save. And uh, let's do sudo nginx dash s reload. Obviously, I have to do sudo now every time. <laughs> let's do that. Every time I have to do sudo now. All right, so where's my site? Refresh. Obviously, you don't see any difference, but now we're using TLS 1.3. All right, so now. We're using TLS 1.3. We're forcing people to connect with us on TLS 1.3. Final thing I want to do is this, guys. If I go to now side, I am now secure, but my protocol is 1.1. Not coolish, because now the browser, as we discussed, is going to create 6 DB connections and it's going to do these stupid pipelining things and all that unnecessary stuff. So, how do I use the beautiful latest and greatest HTTP 2? or maybe HTTP 3 in the future. It is extremely simple, right? Let's go to the config, go back, and you see this SSL? Just after the 443, SSL space HTTP 2. That's it. You tell it, hey, I want HTTP 2. 
And then you do, okay. And then you do save, quit. And then you do sudo nginx-s reload. Let's try it out. So now if I refresh, hopefully this will close the TZB connection and reestablish a brand new one. No. Okay. What is that? It is H2. Beautiful, beautiful H2. All right, guys. Not only H2, we're now TLS 1.32. Beautiful. See, I disabled TLS 1.2. <laughs> That's the most secure stuff. That's how you want to do it. Nothing. I don't want to support anything older than TLS 1.3. That's very, a little bit harsh if you think about it, right? For a shady website like mine. But you can do it if you want to. You can specify configurations. I'm not going to go through it, but go to the doc, right? And read it to, to understand if you want to do like specific ciphers. Because my cipher are still, are still bad. They're not perfectly forward per se, right? Because now, if I look at my cipher, I think it's still using RSA, right? See, I'm still using RSA encryption. No, no. If you want to use Diffie-Hellman, you might specify also Diffie-Hellman. That's why I like HAProxy more, to be honest. I just like, I don't like these default things that are just old stuff, right? HAProxy forces you to always go forward by default, and it always uses the latest and greatest security stuff, right? I might, what version of Nginx anyway? Because people might start yelling at me. It says, hey, you might you be using an old version of Nginx. This is the Nginx I'm using, 1.17. I think it's almost the latest, right? 1.17, as of 1.17, the default is TLS 1.2, right? And the, uh, and, the, and the default ciphers are essentially... Uh, RSA, not Diffie-Hellman. All right, guys. Man, I think I did. I think we did all what we needed to do, guys. Let's go back to the slides and summarize this. All right, guys. All right. Finally, we made it. You made it. You made it, guys. You made it. So, what did we discuss in this course? We talked about what is Nginx, this beautiful web server that acts also as a proxy, right? It does two jobs, and my personal humble opinion is if you're a software, you probably should do one thing and do it really well. You start doing too many things. I don't know how I look at you, man. It's just like, yeah, what are you? What is your identity? Are you a web server or are you a proxy? Okay. Especially in this age where proxies are better, uh, uh, they, they matter more and more, right? Especially with service meshes and all that stuff. This they're just proxy. Now, like for example, Envoy is just a proxy. HA proxy is just a proxy. Nginx, well, I'm 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 a server and also proxy. Well, Caddy, oh I'm an observer and also proxy. I don't know. But that could be just me, right? You might you might throw shade at me, go ahead. But I like the software. If it does one thing, it does one thing and do it well. Because the moment you introduce more features, then you have more bugs, right? And the more bugs you have, the more vulnerabilities you can have. And that could be dangerous. All right. We talked about an example of current versus desired architecture, right? We talked about how Nginx, which is very powerful, supports layer 7 and layer 4. Something I didn't know it had. I was really surprised when I saw that. So kudos to the Nginx team for that. 
Uh, obviously, there is a paid version of Nginx, guys, which, which would have more, way more uh, stuff, like... Yeah. So things like we didn't even discuss, like uh, OCSF and then uh, SNI stuff, and I think encrypted SNI is going to come soon, some sometime when it's approved, obviously. But yeah, people are playing with that stuff now. Yeah, so we also went through an example... Right? We made Nginx as a web server. We made it as a layer 7 proxy. We made it as a layer 4 proxy. You can use WebSockets with layers 4 proxies with absolute simplicity, guys. So simple, right? I'm, I'm probably going to do a video. Right? Enable. We enabled HTTPS. Kind of unfortunate that the defaults are so bad in Nginx, like TLS 1.2 and HTTP 1 and... Uh, the ciphers are very weak. The default ciphers are weak, right? So all that stuff is is, is, is is a red flag to me. I just don't like it, okay? You're in a software, like production software. You should use the latest and greatest, right? All the time, okay? And finally, we summarize the whole thing, guys. Uh, if I'm going to pick a favorite, I'm still between HA proxy and Nginx. I'll pick, I'll pick HA proxy over Nginx, to be honest. I don't know. I just, I just like the control I have over a J, uh, a J proxy because it says, "Hey, you don't you don't go to one file and edit that." I do not like that. A J proxy gives you the, "Hey, you want to run me? Tell me what configuration should I use? Dash F this config. Use this config, or use this config." Right? This is so flexible. I, there again, there might be a way in Nginx, but I couldn't find it. Okay, because the doc sucks blows chunks in nginx to be honest guys is so bad right i didn't even talk about timeouts here in this video because it's so confusing right and i don't know if this wasn't an, an, on purpose right it was so bad on purpose or was just literally nobody paid any attention to this thing because the doc for a popular web server like nginx it is so bad. It's so bad. Weak, sparse. You cannot find anything you want. You would think that everybody will solve everything with Nginx, but no. The dog is so bad. HA proxy is way better for that, right? There's there's something that I don't understand about Nginx, to be honest, guys. And uh, I know very little, to be honest. So I'm not gonna speculate more, but. What I'm going to say is the doc is weak for Nginx, right? HAProxy, the richness of the doc, and, and people writing blogs about that, just detailed stuff about every technology in HAProxy. I don't see the same thing in Nginx, right? So there are so many question marks for this technology, and um, I don't know. I'm worried. So, all right, guys, enough for me babbling. Hope you enjoy this content gonna see you in the next one what should i make next tell me in the comment below i'm gonna see you in the next one you guys stay awesome